Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with life coach Linda Armstrong. Today is Friday, August the 9th, 2019. It is 4 p.m. in New York. That's 1 p.m. in Los Angeles time and 9 p.m. in London. That would make it 5 a.m. Tokyo time and 6 a.m. in Sydney, Australia. Wherever you are in the world, thank you for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy. And I'm happy that the two of us are back doing a Friday show after a couple week layoff. It's been a, it's been a bit. And we're not used to being that uh, big of a time span between when we do shows, huh? It's been a while. Yeah. It has indeed. But it's been good because uh, we had a nice vacation in the Cape and you had a good getaway the previous week. So, you know, you do these things in the summer, right? You have to do mental health days and mental health weekends and weeks and so forth because that's what summers are for. But uh, we are now back into the swing of things with uh, talking about the law of attraction and all the different ways that it shows up in our daily lives. And uh, once again, I come into a Friday without having a definite topic in mind, but I can tell you I have a way to kind of get the conversation started, Linda. I'll be curious to see what your take is on it. But like I said, uh, Louise and I got back from our vacation after uh, you know we, we took the vacation last Friday through Monday. Got back Tuesday and hit the ground running, and oh boy, was there a lot of running to do. Uh, the week has been kind of hectic, to say the least. Um, I was glad that uh, I had the shows to do to kind of break things up a little bit, but I mean, today in particular, today I actually got it into a mode I hadn't been in in quite some time, which is where I find myself focusing on problems rather than on solutions. And today I was really focusing on problems, and I was getting them. <laughs> I was getting them in spades. Um, I was, I had an issue that still isn't completely resolved, but mostly is now, um, with my email where my email just was not working properly. And it was something I should have been able to figure out. I knew that, but I couldn't quite find what it was. And I spent like hours on it. It's like, oh my God, I, I'm just so tired of this problem. What, what's the nature of this problem? I don't get what the problem is. And I finally took a walk and said, oh yeah, solutions. I forgot. <laughs> and I guess my point is it's so easy. I mean, we get in. We, we, we learned this stuff. We learned how law of attraction works. We've learned about how to meditate, how to get ourselves into a good frame of mind. And then you know, some little crisis comes along and it's like it goes out the window. We forget for a time, you know? Why is that? You know what? I, I can, I'm almost cracking up. Why? Topic. Because I just finished, finished recording a video. Uh, the title is, I have my notes here from just doing the video. How to stay in your truth, which is love, um, during intense energy shifts. <laughs> How do we do that? <laughs> we keep coming up with the same topic each time. How do we do that? This one passed. Intense energy shifts. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I've, been, I've been deep in it for like two weeks. Mm. I think two weeks. Definitely a week or more. Uh-huh. Um, and... There happens to be, and I'm, I'm, I don't know astrology, but I do know I am a Cancer. And so far during Cancer, we had an eclipse, a new moon, a Mercury in retrograde, and all this kind of shifting stuff going on. And then we come into this Lion's Gate energy, which I, you know, I don't know a lot about that either. But it's these portals of energy, and the Lion's Gate was, the intense part of it was 8-8. Supposedly starts July 26 through 8-12. Well, I think I've been doing that whole two weeks of like, oh, my God, <laughs> totally, totally, totally stuck in mm. negative thinking. Mm. And I'm like, oh, my God, I teach this. I know this stuff. <laughs> but I couldn't. I'm telling you. I, I, every time I would go up, boom, right back down again. I mean, mm. I was just to the point where I knew part of the lesson, too, was where I just stopped everything. I didn't do anything for building my business, nothing. I was totally just purging stuff in my house, re going through my garden, getting rid of all these, all this clutter. You know, my husband builds stuff and we have a shop out back and there was all kinds of things around that it was time to get rid of, you know. Mm, right. um, I was chopping up, um, I had like stacks of crates, you know, crates, those big crates, that things get shipped on. Right. Like two tall stacks of those. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so my husband was going to maybe build a shed out of them at one point. Right. Meanwhile, they've been that out, outside in the weather for all that time. So I chopped them all up for, for wood for the fire for this winter. Right. Okay. Anyway, I got more into, I started feeding my energy into clearing out my space, which is a big 
thing, big part of this energy right now, clearing out clutter. Because we're doing all this purging of energetic patterns and programs. Oh, I have my window open. I'll, I'll shut it in a minute. Oh, I wondered what that was. <laughs> I didn't realize the window was open. That's all right. So, so, yes. So we've been doing all this purging. I'm talking about this a lot, right? Well, I mean, part of that, too, is your environment. Because this new energy is coming in. It's like we need to make space for this new energy to come in so that we can hold more energy higher energy. That's why we're purging out all this patterns, programs, beliefs that don't support us anymore. Whether you know it or not, you're doing, you're going through this purging. There's energy coming in, you know, light codes of energy that we don't know what they are, but they're coming in and they're meant to help the whole planet evolve into this higher vibration, which is the vibration of love. And the more we stay in love, the less, horrible things happen, and even by one individual holding their light strong and staying in their love, that ripples out to the masses. So the more and more single people, individuals that we get to do it, that we'll start talking about it like me and you, we'll get more people to do it, it'll start spreading, because that's the best kind of energy. You know, it's like a smile, it's contagious, right? A yawn is contagious. Mm. Love is contagious if we just allow it. Mm. Purging, big thing. So and I kind of knew that. So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to do all this clearing. I'm going to put my energy here. I want to be active. Mm-hmm. And I would meditate to get out of it too. But I couldn't always get into that space of meditation where I can I so easily. I just couldn't get there. I'm like, what the heck is going on? So then I started doing, I listened to some other people's audios, meditations, guided meditation, which is easier. Mm-hmm. It's easier to let yourself go with a guided meditation. Sure. Yeah. And then I can start feeling that inner space again. I sort of feeling my light. This I'm gonna tell you it's only like in the last two days that <laughs> <laughs> I've actually returned back to me. So I just shot this whole video about that. And um I have to edit it still and, and get it ready to put it out there. But yeah, this is what's going on. You're not alone. Even people who you would think yeah, you, know, you might look at them and say, Oh, everything's going great for them. You don't know. You don't know what stuff is going on for them. That's true. What what, what they're bringing up to to let go of, and it, it, you know, it, it's never easy. It's an interesting thing because, I mean, I I was the good news is I was aware. I was recognizing what was going on. I was recognizing that I was in a space where. I wasn't always focused the way I wanted to focus. I wasn't always staying with what I wanted to stay with. So I recognized, and and that in of itself, that's a big improvement compared to say five years ago. You know, so definitely good stuff going on there. And I was also reminded of what they teach about when you're just doing your own meditation. That the meditative process is you sit there, you maybe you do a, a sound in your head, um, but just focus on your breathing, something very simple, and then your mind wanders, and then you pull it back, and then your mind wanders again, and then you pull it back. I was reminded of that because my mind kept constantly wandering all over the place. Uh, even when I was taking my walk, I took a, a san- I called it the sanity walk. Normally it's like a nature walk or, you know, get out to breathe walk, but today was a sanity walk. And, and I was I was just like every three seconds, my, my mind was going off in this direction, that direction. It's like, whoa. Slow down. Just come back here. And it was still flying off. And I just kept bringing it back and bringing it back. And well, I, you know, I'm actually kind of glad to hear that. That's <laughs> 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 the truth. And the thing is, and it's, it is true. You just have to notice it. And so the more you get into on this journey, the more you notice mm. when you're off. Mm-hmm. Which is good because then you can be with it and process it and look at it. Like with meditation, you can look at it. Usually it goes away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they kept coming in. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. It, yeah. it just kept coming in. So I'd like to look at it this way, that those things that were coming in, they had to come in. They were just showing up. They're just showing themselves, showing mm-hmm. themselves. So that that can be part of letting them go. And plus, it's also I have to remind myself, I attracted all of them. I may not have intended to attract all of them, but I did. You know, I brought all of them to me. And if they all showed up at once, it's because I was attracting pretty intently. I was focused on some pretty, you know, pretty serious stuff. And all of a sudden it was showing up. So it, when I realized that, I say to myself, well, I got nothing to complain about. So I must have just, you know, let it go. Just relax because it, I'm the one who did it. I'm the one who brought it in, you know, so oh, oops. 
made a mistake, didn't mean to quite do that. Time to shift the energy, time to shift the focus. And, I, I like you know. that you said that, and I wish I would have included that in the video I just shot because I've been doing that too. I'm like, okay, I created this. But when you say you created this, it kind of softens the energy right there. It does, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, I created it. I created yep. it. So, and I really truly believe there is a purpose, right? So I'm like, okay, so maybe I can't see the purpose of this right now, but I'm just going to let it be. You know, I have um, a sticky on my on my laptop. What, my, what does it say here? It says, thank you, God, for helping me to understand that this problem has already been solved for me. Oh, that's nice, yeah. So I've been um, looking at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good reminder. That's yeah. exactly what I need to remind myself of today, that I don't have to solve this problem. This is not, it is not my job to solve all the problems of the world. Right. Uh, it, isn't, it isn't my job actually to solve any problems if I really don't want to. I can just put it out there. I want it solved and then leave it. Just leave it right there. Now, do I do that? Absolutely not. I spend a lot of time trying to solve problems, but nevertheless, I don't have to. It's not required. But you know what? The solving of the problems is good when it's inspired, when you feel energized and inspired. Oh, sure. Yeah. Right? Then you know, you know, like, then you know. But when you, when it, when it's such a struggle and it's so hard, that's when you gotta go do something else. Yeah. Cut up a whole bunch of crates and chop them into pieces to go in the fireplace. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good so, way to do it too. The thing I like to remind myself of too is I chose to come here. I sometimes question my judgment, I have to admit. <laughs> like, why did I come here? You chose to come here. So if I chose to come here, there's a purpose to this experience I'm having right now. Well, I like Abraham's answer on that one, because they answered that specifically. Well, why do we put ourselves through all this craziness? And their answer was very simple. Chocolate. Colors. All the things that you can only experience when you're in physical form. And they're right. That's exactly why we come here. There's a whole lot of good stuff to experience here in physical form. And it makes it totally worthwhile. I mean, how, if you don't have a physical body, how do you taste chocolate? There's no way to do it. Right. But when you're, when you're in physical form, it's like, oh, chocolate. <laughs> so you choose to come here and either have some things you have to face or have an easy life. It could be that too. But, sure. But if you chose to come here and have these um, obstacles or things that come up to deal mm-hmm. with, well, you chose those too. Because there's your soul is going through an expansion, a learning, or a releasing of old karmic stories Mm -hmm. through any further, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even still, knowing that, I'd be like talking, you know, coaching myself, and I'm like, yeah, bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Right now, I'm just going to be miserable. That's my choice, right? That's my choice. This Again, even though you don't realize you're choosing it, you are choosing it. Mm-hmm. So that's why for me, if you can just go into meditation, if you can't do it on your own, listen to guided or like go out in nature, go do, go to a movie, you know, go do something that distracts you and takes your focus somewhere else for a while so that, um, that helps you to return back to you, you know, and, and actually really just ask your angels and guides, you know, just, okay, send me the light. I'm, I'm totally depleted, obviously, or I wouldn't be acting like this. Right, yeah. You draw in more light, ground. I've been going out barefoot on my lawn, mm-hmm. just feeling the earth. By the way, for anybody who's looking for guided meditations, Linda led us through, I think it was five of them this past winter, and they can be found in the archives. Go to LOAToday.net and look under Linda Armstrong. You'll find five of them from like yeah. February or something like that. that yeah. That's one of my favorite series too. Those are the ones where you connect with your future self and you go back and you heal your inner child. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Those are cool. Yeah. So guided meditations are available. And also uh, we've done some other Cindy Chavez led us through one or two of them. And I, I think there was another one. I think Wendy Dillard maybe, but uh, we, there are a few of them on the site. So feel free to dig them all up, but definitely you want to check out Linda's because Linda's were absolutely outstanding. You know what? I wonder could if um, if you have the time <laughs> for the category of meditations shows I had meditations. You know, I think I started that. I don't think I've, I ever went through and you know grabbed all the episodes and plugged it in there. But I'll I'll put that on my to do list, which I refuse to look at for a while because I'm overwhelmed with stuff to do. But I will get to that. I will do that at some point. Yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, Jeffrey, uh, of course, is uh, posting. He's saying uh, a lot of people have been looking for guidance. It's a part of self care. And he's right about that because that's where the best guidance comes from, isn't it? It comes from within. It comes from basically 
reaching into who we are inside, sitting there quietly and just letting the information come. Well, and the best way to do that, yeah, it's just meditate and connect back to you because you are light. So, you know, when you, at least for me, when I'm meditating and I start to really feel that expansion, it's just all the, you know, I just feel my connection to that light, uh, which is, it's like there's no end to it, right? Mm-hmm. That's that space where I start then sending that energy to everything that comes to mind and that just send it to the whole universe because I, I, I just can't, I don't want to leave anything out. Right, right. <laughs> because energy feels so good. Yeah. Yeah. That well that that's what we were feeling when we were on the Cape. I mean we started off by visiting Alex and that was really great. But then we just went on to the rest of the vacation and I mean you know how it goes. You go on a vacation and, and like for the first few hours or the first day or two or whatever, you're just de stressing and you can just kind of feel it melting away from you. Um but at the same time we're on the Cape, which is like a gorgeous place, you know, there's beaches, there's sun, there's just fabulous, absolutely incredible seafood. I mean there's all kinds of stuff to just really get your energy up. And it doesn't take long. I mean, our energy was pretty high by Saturday, and it was, you know, great from that point on. But once you get into that place, all of a sudden, your hunger for the energy kind of goes up a level because, okay, now you're tasting it again. Now you're feeling good again. Like, oh, yeah, I want more of this. I want more of this. And then, you know, the, the thought processes get going and so forth. Oh, you know what I you know? What happened yesterday, too? Because yesterday was 8-8, eight, eight, that Lionsgate energy. Oh, right, yeah. And... um my husband had his renovating, restoring a truck, right? Mm-hmm. And he had the doors open because he wanted to air it out. Mm-hmm. So I happened to be walking past the back of my house, and I could see out the windows that the doors are open, and I and it looked like it was going to start to rain. So I thought, okay, let me just go out there and shut the doors. Mm-hmm. Well, I go outside, and it's kind of that golden hour where everything's very vibrant and yellow, Ooh, golden. Nice. Yeah. So I'm looking around, and I was like in awe. I'm looking through my neighbor's yard and I'm seeing just the color that's in that yard. <laughs> and then I turn around and I look and right above my house is this huge double rainbow. Ooh. I'm like, oh my God, that energy. I mean, that was really cool because it was exhilarating. Mm. Just being mm. in that maybe pre-storm, it never really stormed, but it, it rained a little bit. Um, with the, that light and everything was so vibrant and alive and the color, the, the rainbow was, I took a picture of, I think I posted on Facebook. The pictures never show it, do justice to a rainbow. No, they really can't. No. Can maybe ca- capture the light. Um, but I got a decent shot of it over my head, my, my house. <laughs> well, especially with a double rainbow. And I didn't even realize it was the actual Lionsgate 8-8. I didn't mm-hmm. lost track of the, what day it was. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, what day is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, it was the day, 8-8 Lionsgate. So. That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, funny thing with rainbows, rainbows, when they happen, we are looking at the rainbows. The camera captures the entire scene, and rainbows always happen in the context of usually rain. I mean, that's where it comes from. So you have, you know, you have clouds, you have uh, all this atmospheric stuff going on, and it creates usually a dark background. But when we see a rainbow, we just see the rainbow. We blank the rest of that out, which is really interesting. But it's also, it shows what kind of um, attachment we have, you know, how much we love the beauty of, oh, look at this this uh, spectrum of color that came down through the atmosphere to the earth. We, we appreciate that, the light, right. The vibrations of light that we're seeing. But the sky was still blue. I mean, it was just gorgeous. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. That's really good. And then double rainbow just makes it twice as good. Should we pick a card? Yeah, let's do some cards. Why not? Let's see, what do we have? Which deck is this now? Upside down contract. All right, so somebody's got a contract going on out there. We'll see. Okay. This is the energy oracle. Energy oracle cards, okay. Upside down contract. Now, <laughs> I mean, it could re- apply to a bunch of things, but in one of my um, courses I used to give, meditation courses, I had this one woman come in, and she was buying a house. Mm. She pulled this card upside down. This is like an eight-week session course, right? We are doing eight weeks. She pulled this upside-down contract card like three times. And she was going through all this struggle with the contract for the house. Crazy. But then she got it a fourth time, and it was in the upright position. And like the next week, closed. But she was fretting it. She was afraid because, you know, when she got it the second time, oh, no, I'm not going to get this house. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? But um, 
anyway, I think there's a good part to the, even to the upside down version of this part. So I'm, gonna... I'm guessing that I probably sound different right now. And it's because I found it's changing my settings. So if, if I sound better now, you understand it was delivered. It wasn't uh, by accident. Okay. Uh, I didn't notice the difference. Well, okay, good. So contract, partnership, or legal commitment. So in the reverse, it says this contract card reverse indicates the ending of a previous connection or where a future commitment is concerned. Ooh, let's apply that to some kind of uh, thing. Previous connection, that part's really interesting. Yeah, or 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 maybe a soul contract that you're changing your mind on. Ooh. That could be, yeah. Okay. Or so, so it says, or wherever there's a, a commitment, a future commitment concern. It could bring warnings of delay, perhaps even possible disappointment. The sale of a house could fall through. A job offer might not come when expected, or a romantic union may be stalled. Don't give up hope, however. <laughs> this delay may provide some purpose or protection for you, and something even better could be on its way. Now, that actually happened for my friend. What oh, really? turned out in the end, with all the delays, actually was a better deal mm. by the time they closed. Okay. She, she was fretting it the whole time, though. Uh -huh. So it says, this card reverse cautions you not to become desperate. Your needy, urgent energy could actually postpone the desired outcome even more. Continue taking action, even if it's in another direction, and your patient resolve will pay off. If the breakup of a relationship is involved, always remember that you deserve to be honored. So if anyone this is applying to that is going through some kind of a breakup, take that to heart there. Open your heart and your life to the person who is willing to be fully present and loving because that person's out there, right? Mm -hmm. That person, oh yeah, see, it says that person's waiting to commit, that person is waiting to commit to your own self-honoring heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, I actually can think of a way that that card does apply in Louise's in my life. I, I can't go into a lot of detail about it because I haven't cleared it with Louise, but um it definitely applies to her gardening services business, and it also applies to the fact that we've been looking to upgrade our living situation, looking for um, a home. And, and uh, there's one particular house that we just recently saw that we liked a lot, a little outside of our um, available price, lane, price range right now, although um, a similar home will probably be within price range in about six months. So that's the good thing. But uh, the point is that there's a lot going on that we could easily get upset about because it wasn't working out quite the way we want we wanted to, and that card really touches on the right thing. No, no, don't go down that road. You know, it, just because it hasn't worked out the way you want it right now doesn't mean it's not going to work out even better in right. in a relatively short period of time. Yep. And that's hard to remember sometimes, but it's it's important. Oh, hi, Sarah. Sarah's saying hello. Nice to see you too. Thank you for joining us. Trying to put a smiley face in the chat box. <laughs> I'm getting all these faces, but I'm just going to post them. <laughs> okay, that's all right. That's fine. Oh, you got some good ones there. I like those. Yeah, living high vibe. Absolutely. <laughs> I changed my YouTube name. I, I, I extended it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So. So that actually, that was a very appropriate card. It may not have seemed it at first, but it, it was for me, and I suspect it was for other listeners as well. It was for me, too, because I think this cycle that I've repeated three times and I'm still working on at the end tail of it, mm -hmm. that, okay, this is a contract that we can let go of now. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yep. In fact, I can think of another contract. It just occurred to me, something else I can't talk about, but there's another contract involved that I definitely would do well to let go of. <laughs> no doubt about it in my mind whatsoever. So, yeah. All right. So look at that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so let's see if the Divine Energy Oracle is going to um, speak to this other card or give us something different. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, it always does. I, 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 I remember when you first came on board and you started doing cards like this, and I always had that skepticism. I'm no longer skeptical because every single time that you do this, it, they always hit the mark. They're, they're, they're always hitting something going on either in my life, your life, or a listener mentions something. It's always right on. It's really right. something. If anyone wants to go look at my my uh, August energy update, I mm -hmm. posted it a couple a week ago or so. Um, I was doing this. I was just pulling oracle cards and, mm -hmm. and filming myself as asking for the you know what's happening in August. Right. And so the cards were making sense. 
Then I want to pull, like, I like to pull a final clarification card or something more you can tell us about this. Mm-hmm. And I was getting these cards that made no sense. Ooh. So like, I, I get the first one and the answer, I get a no card. And then uh, I'm like, okay, well, let me get clarity on that card. And I pull mm-hmm. another card and I get something like, um, I don't know, not yet or wait or I don't know. I didn't mm-hmm. any of them. Mm-hmm. And so I don't remember what they were right hand off the top of my head at this moment. But those three cards gave, I think, the most important message of the whole reading. Really? And what ultimately what it came to, I'm trying to think back now, is really just trusting yourself to know what is right for you. Right? And I was also in the beginning of the video, I was talking about how I just like to read, even though I can interpret the cards however I'm going to interpret them. Right. But I like to read it from the the author who wrote their description of that card mm-hmm. because, you know, maybe someone else would hear it in a whole different light how it would have, you know, pertained to them. Sure, yeah. So, you know, I give my thing, but I like to read it from the book so that someone can get whatever is really truly meant just for them. Which is good because I mean we can't know in advance what's going on with somebody else. Like you, yeah. like you said, there are a lot of people with a lot of things going on, but the card can still apply to a whole bunch of them. Like some people don't like to read from the book or let people see them read from the book or something because they feel like they should know better. Mm, like, yeah. I know what I know about the card, but what if there's something other message meant for you besides what I'm picking up on? And exactly. so I want to give that person the opportunity to find out for themselves. Exactly. So yeah. I started talking about that a little in the beginning, went into the thing, then got these three cards, which to me were totally saying that message that it was mm-hmm. put together at the end. But, okay. You, know, you just never know. Yeah. And, but and, I don't doubt it. Because I'm like, okay, I don't doubt it. This means something. I don't know what I mean, but this means something. And, and that is actually part of a, a theme that I've been thinking about for quite some time, which is I, I keep running into scenarios over and over again that remind me of this. As much as I enjoy trying to kind of suss out, so, you know, what is this person all about? What are they thinking about? What tendencies do they have and so forth? I love doing that. That's like the, the love that anybody who has a love of psychology, that's that's what they like in doing. They want to understand what makes people tick. And as much as I like doing that, I have to remember, I don't know what's going on in somebody else's head. I don't know what's going on in their lives. I don't know what, what their experiences are. I, I know like a little slice, perhaps, if I had a chance to talk with them or converse with them or interchange in some way with them. But that's it. I, that's all I know. And because of that, any assumptions that I might be making about them are probably false. So, like you said, when you're drawing a card, it doesn't pay for you to try to figure out in advance, well, this is what the card's going to mean for people because you don't know what's going on with them. Yeah, and the other thing when you said about assumptions, it's kind of like judgments too. Like we don't. It is. Yeah, and judgment judgment never gets you anywhere. (laughs) Well, it it does get you somewhere, just not where you want to go. (laughs) Right. Rather you want to come from your heart, and it's like, okay, you know, I don't don't really know what's going on for them, but all I can do is just send them love Mm. along on their journey. Yeah, yeah. I also find that's also a good time to not just. I mean, I've been following your example on that because you've talked a lot about just randomly putting out love to people that who you see are struggling or whatever. Just send love their way. I'm also reminding myself whenever I do that to also send some love to myself. I'm doing it in both directions because I need it just as much as they do. Oh yeah. And it's a way of kind of tapping into that reserve that we're all connected to and and drawing more of it into my own life as well as into somebody else's life. So I feed both directions at the same time now. But don't forget. Well, the way I like to do it is I like to connect to the light mm-hmm. and send it out. So I'm feeding myself that light. When you like, do that, sure. Yeah. That light is love. So you're yeah. feeding yourself love. Okay, so the card that came up is address your addictions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what Sonia Shoka has to say about and, that. And it's in capital letters, too. I mean, they were sparkly, but it's still capital letters. So this is like, this is the author saying this is significant. And you're right, because they're not always caps. Yeah. Okay, so let's see. Address your addictions. It's time to acknowledge the addictive patterns and behaviors that are stealing your light. Mm. Mm-hmm. So many. Mm-hmm. Okay. So is it alcohol, drugs, food, shopping, overspending, overworking, gambling, worrying, gossiping, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Mm-hmm. What about an addiction to negative emotions, 
such oh, as God, fear, yes. <laughs> fear and victimization. <laughs> I don't think I know anybody who's not in some way addicted to negative emotions. Yeah. And I can tell because of how much time we spend focused on them. <laughs> so it says your divine energy is calling you to address your addictions so that you can live as free and as, unlim- as an and unlimited spiritual being once again. Think mm-hmm. of free, unlimited spiritual being. So we are all prey to addictive negative behaviors, but the price we pay to leave them unchecked is the loss of peace in our spirit mm-hmm. and loss of authentic connection with others. It's time to recognize these costly indulgences and have the courage and the discipline to become free of them once and for all. Pray for help from your higher self. So your divine invitation is to wake up from denial and identify your addictions. They're robbing you of your creativity, connection, and peace and must be conquered now. Your soul is asking you to enter the discomfort that comes with breaking free of these self-undoing behaviors in order to live in a more conscious, creative state of being. Pray for the universe to help you and then seek and accept help in every way possible. You can either live in your joy of your unlimited creative power, or you can languish in the addiction, but you can't do both. (laughs) All right. I like it. Well, you could also, I suppose, um, you could, what's the phrase? Um, There's a term for that. You could multitask it. You could switch back and forth. Go to one, go to the other, go to one, go to the other. But when you're doing that, you're just dividing your time between one thing you want and one thing you don't want. So you're still stuck there. You're still depleting yourself on the thing that you don't want. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I was really noticing lately how easily we fall into that trap too. Cause you mentioned the ability to be addicted. I'm not sure ability is the right word. The tendency to be addicted to negative thought, negative uh, emotions, negative uh, stuff, stuff we don't like, stuff we don't prefer. Uh, and we all do it. And many of us do it uh, quite unconsciously. And many of us will go out of our way to defend it. I've really been noticing that a lot lately. People who know the law of attraction to some extent, understand deliberate creation to some extent, and then when some topic comes along that they really, really don't like, it's like all the knowledge goes right out the window. (laughs) It's like they forgot the whole thing. (laughs) And and I've even seen some people say, well, law of attraction applies whenever I'm trying to attract something, but it doesn't apply over here. Not in this area that I really, really dislike. It doesn't apply over there. We, I mean, there's an example of really defending. I am going to defend my focus on this thing I really, really don't like. I see it so often. And, and I see it in myself. Um, it's a reminder to like, boy, I, I can just fall into that trap just like anybody else. But by the same token, by having the awareness, we talked about the awareness earlier, I can also break the cycle. Because that's really what it's all about. With, with an addiction of any kind, we want to break that cycle. And the way to break it starts with noticing it. And continues with finding a way to let go of it so that we don't have to keep going back to it over and over again. Yeah, absolutely. I was trying to look for something, but I can't find it in my computer. Um, By the way, Jeffrey, when we were talking about um, the stuff that we go to, the negative emotions and so forth, he volunteered guilty. He does it too. So. <laughs> totally with you, Jeffrey. Know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I had this um, this quote that was a Doreen Virtue quote, which was a prayer for re- releasing your sugar addiction. Oh, really? And I have to find it because I had released my sugar addiction, but it's back. <laughs> <laughs> I've been letting it get the best of me lately. So um, I mean, if, I, if I find it, I'll remember it next week so I can. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Well, I mean, all of these processes, all these methods and so forth, for releasing addictions and so forth. They're really just ways of getting us to change our attention, to change our focus. But I have to say, I, I said this prayer, this thing about sugar addiction, and I didn't crave sugar. I mean, it was instant. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, wait a minute, I, I'm back on sugar again. Not, I mean, not that much, but more than I should be. Well, you were, you were responsive because you've done so much work on yourself and you've helped other people do work on themselves that you're very tuned. So when you realize, oh, yes, I'm not focusing where I want to, you find a method, you use the method, and you get a quick result. Why? Because you've been working on yourself. You yeah. you, you you are in that zone, so to speak, and that's a great thing. That's what I've been learning to do, and our listeners, I know, have, have been learning to do it, and, and it's it's great. That's part of the process of, of learning to be a, 
a really top quality deliberate creator. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we said we were going to maybe do a show on Ho'oponopono one time. We did, yeah. We said that about a month ago, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Doing it, and then for some reason or other. Um, we'll have to do that. But basically, Ho'oponopono, um, you may have heard of it before. It was mm-hmm. like four phrases, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Mm-hmm. So really... It's it's a conversation between you and the divine, right? So when you say, please forgive me, a lot of people don't like that part about it. But you're just saying, please forgive me for not knowing that this pattern is continuing within me, for not knowing that I'm carrying this in my energy field, right? So you can, like I just, I do this all the time. You know, I just, I'm always, I fall asleep listening to um 108 meditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, please. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just say it whenever. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of just running in the background. And that's really what you want to get to. Right. And Tally did some great courses with Ihaliakula um, Hulen, who is this Hawaiian guy. Congratulations on pronouncing that name, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I learned it. Um, he He was a a psychiatric doctor, I can't speak today. My mind's going faster than my mouth. Mm. Um, Working in the psych ward. Now, do you know the story of this at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that story. um, For those who don't know it, he was, they couldn't keep a psych, they couldn't keep a doctor on staff because it was a really dangerous place. I mean, people would walk down the walls with their back against the wall just to make sure that they knew what was coming or not coming right. Um, so they couldn't hold on to staff. They couldn't even paint the place. The paint would be peeling off the walls. I mean, it was really in disarray. And so they asked him if he would come in, and he said, sure, but only if I never see the patients. <laughs> Which is a funny request. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, okay, what do they have to lose? So he would have their files, and he would read the horrific things that they did. Right. And, of course, this is what I was talking about, right? Mm-hmm. The outer reflects the inner. So if this file shows up in front of him, something about that exists within him. Okay. The idea that the, the entire world is as pushed out as Neville Goddard would say it. Yeah. Yeah. So everything's a mirror, right? Mm-hmm. So he's basically clearing whatever is running within him that has created this person's experience, his experience, and it to be in my, in my experience. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, um, Thank you. I'm, I'm, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. It doesn't matter what the order is. Those are the words. I mean, you could even just be doing, thank you, I love you. Thank you, I love you. Thank you, I love you. So, so By the way, you, you mentioned something I wanted to touch on, too. You mentioned how somebody can have trouble with the idea of please forgive me. And I have to admit, I had that difficulty, too. What I reminded myself of to make it easier for me to, to handle that concept is, in reality, I, since I'm connected to source energy and you're connected, we're all connected to source energy, we're all connected to each other, and source energy is the source for creation. Well, it's not a far-fetched thing to say we are God. So oh. when I'm asking forgiveness, I'm asking myself to forgive myself. Yes. And that's the way I remember it. It's like, oh yeah, I just I just need to be nicer to myself. I gotta let you know, give, give myself some some slack. You know, forgive right. myself. We're all connected, right? We're all connected. We're all connected. So if that those horrible things out there are happening somewhere that program's running within you or they wouldn't show up in your experience. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So this is what he did. And within two years, basically everybody was cured and they closed the place down. Which is insane. I mean, it's just, I mean, that's a funny word to say insane, but I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's amazing. Within months, some people were being let out. Invitations mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And uh, they they were able to repaint the place and have it look nice. Mm-hmm. The people, the staff were friendly. Like everything changed, not just the particular patients that he would be clearing for and with, with himself, um, but the whole entire place changed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's got to tell you something. I, I know if you listen to any of Joe Vitale's courses, he'll tell you experiences he's had that has changed from that. I, I mean, I've done it. I've seen things changing just from just from doing that. Mm-hmm. Sure. 
I, I love uh, the stories that kind of play off of that. I mean, that's that's one really outstanding example of how you can change your focus because that's really what he was doing. He was changing his focus on how he thought about the people who were there, shifting that whole energy, and as a result, the situation had to change because he was thinking about it differently. Um, Sean Aker, the positive psychology guru, talks about um, places where people have uh, administrators and so forth have implemented policies about. If you see another staff member in, in the facility that you're in um, and you're at least 10 feet away, you're supposed to at least smile at each other. And if you pass each other, then you're supposed to greet each other. And you basically go through these these patterned exercises like this in order to shift the way yourself and everybody else are thinking about and feeling about this institution that you're working in. Um, and, in fact, there was one, I think it was a hospital, I believe it was actually in Hawaii, uh, where they implemented this, it was a, a hospital that was deep in debt. They were basically going out of business. Bankruptcy was looming and so forth. This administrator came in, implemented this policy. The doctors were all against it. Um, they weren't going to participate. It was beneath them. They were too busy healing patients. They couldn't be bothered with this kind of nonsense. But the staff members took it up. And the staff members ran with it. They started doing it every day. And the doctors found that they liked it so much just because it felt good that they started to participate. And then an amazing thing happened. Well, first of all, the healing rates went up. The bed stays, the number of days that people were holding beds dropped precipitously. Uh, A lot more healing going on. And most important of all, from the doctor's point of view, the doctors who were thinking about transferring to other hospitals stayed at a lower rate of pay because it was such a nice place to work. (laughs) I love that part the best. (laughs) I love this contagious because that's ultimate energy. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's so many stories like that. So many places where people have implemented this kind of policy and just produced amazing results. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, with Ho'oponopono, Dr. Hulan talks about the, the child, the mother, and the father. Mm-hmm. So the, the subconscious mind is the child. Mm-hmm. The conscious mind is the mother. And the superconscious mind is the father. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what he calls uh, the I, the one, the one, mm-hmm. one right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty amazing. You know, I, don't, I, I can never teach it, I don't think, if I do it. Well, I do teach it because I have, I have clients of mine who start taking that up and see. I mean, one, one of my clients had her son um, moved out of the house. They had no idea where he was, nothing. Oh my! Contact for like two years. Whoa! So she started working with me, and I was teaching her, you know, with other things that we were clearing and the outer reflecting the inner and all this kind of stuff. And then I had her start doing ponopono. Uh huh. I'm telling you, the next week her son shows up. Oh wow! Her son shows up. Yeah. After two years. Again, and you know they're going through whatever they're going through. Right. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's very cool. By the way, Sarah posted something in the live chat. Uh, She said, I'm so glad I tuned in tonight. I am so struggling right now with an addiction with emotional eating, and I really needed to hear this today. So we definitely hit the right topic. Yeah, all right. Well done. Cool, cool. Yeah. I wish I could find that little prayer because you could probably just change the wording to whatever the addiction is. This one was sugar. Well, you could probably do the same thing with the... I, I can never pronounce it the whole pono pono. Just use the four phrases. I mean, that, that accomplishes the same thing, you know? Yeah. And, and you can, it's not like, um, it, it's not like you have to look at the problem and cause it cleaning and clean on it. You just have to clear yourself. Right. So it's okay to have an intention that I'm going to use Ho'opono now because I want to re- release this pattern of, um, this addiction. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just nothing wrong with that. But yeah. ultimately, you just keep releasing because you know God, your higher self, knows what needs to go. Mm-hmm. And it'll yeah. just, it's like that with the healing. When I give healing people, it's like for well, whatever is for their highest good. We might be working on a certain topic, but when the healing comes through, it's either for that or for something else. I don't know. The healing's just coming through. My sister talks about how she she used to be a member of a spiritualist church in Washington D.C., and she talks about how. Uh, people would come in and, and the way these churches work is, uh, there are leaders of the church who are all psychic and they give psychic readings to people who are attending and so forth. And inevitably what happens is somebody will get a reading 
and it'll be about something that's really important to them. And then there'll be a, a side effect. There'll be somebody else who will get something else out of it that was completely unrelated to the conversation and it will fix some deal or, or help them you know, align in some way or in some way change something in their life that was completely unrelated to that one thing, except for one little thread, that one little thread connected the whole thing. Uh, that, that speaks right to that power of group group, co- group healing. Right, exactly. Yeah, we did a little show on that a while back. That's right, yeah. Kind of based on the power of eight, but not really you know, the power of eight. It's just, just basically. In fact, sometimes uh, she said that the uh, – the psychic who, was, who would give a reading, and, and often it was multiple psychics giving readings to the same person, but very often a psychic would give a reading, and the reading would kind of rebound back to them. They'd realize afterward, oh, my God, that wasn't just for the person I was reading. It was also for me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll be in a healing session sometimes, and I have stuff coming through. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so good. I, I'm taking this, too. I'm taking this, too. I'm taking this. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how this stuff works. It's really amazing. Oh, so this one, vibrational energy deck. These are always short and sweet, but I don't know something about this deck. I really just like it. I've gotten to the point where I just trust whatever deck you pick up because it's always the right one. Ooh, Horse that's a little scary looking. Yeah, that's, a, that's kind of a spooky picture because it's like you know this this almost a dark creature there. Well, this, well it's, a, it's a woman. Mm-hmm. If I talk, then maybe it'll, I'll be on camera, right? And yep. The lightning bolt, and there's a circle down below, and. Uh, I don't know. I can't make out if those are leaves or birds or what that is. But the lightning bolt seems to be emerging right from her. It's kind of spooky. Yeah, everything's coming right from the center of her. Yeah. Okay, so let's see. Forces of nature. Okay, I'm definitely going to need glasses for this. If you've ever watched a thunderstorm, you will have seen that when it reaches its peak, the crack of thunder and electrical vibration flows from heaven to earth in a momentary flow, reconnecting and energizing it from within. Then it passes, allowing a stillness to open up, letting us know all is calm and refreshed. Don't fight what cannot be controlled. Let it go. Ooh. And that that was my experience yesterday with that little bit of whatever it was. The energy with that rainbow, I mean, it was like, it was like that. You ever go out after a storm and, and you just feel oh yeah, or like right after a big snow and like mm-hmm. and peaceful yep. and, and feel so good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and, and usually it, it is affecting all five senses. I mean, you get the the ozone smell, so you get the smell affected, and then like with the snow, you have the vision, the visual of you know the blanket of white everywhere, and. Um, you have the hearing, like you said, in this case, it's actually almost the absence of sound with snow. But with a thunderstorm during the summer, it, it, it there's the sound. There, there's a certain sound to both during, but also after a rainstorm. There's a sound to the environment. Have you ever noticed that? It's like a, I don't know what to call it. There's like a tingly sound. It's a calm, yeah. But there's, it's an energetic calm. Like a hum. Oh, a hum, yes. Yes, it's a hum. Yes. Yeah. That card talks about the stillness at that point. Mm-hmm. It's in that stillness when you when you expand into your truth, and mm-hmm. that's the thing about coming back into the meditative place and just reconnecting with you and letting go of all this other stuff that's distracting you. Like just purging things, even social media. Like I hardly am on social media, mm-hmm. hardly because it just it just doesn't bring me anywhere that I, I want to be. In fact, most of the time, you, you wind up, you might see that this cute little animal thing, that's why I always share that kind of stuff. <laughs> Any little love things or where somebody achieves something. But right. then this horrible thing come through. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to be ignorant of it, but I don't want to take it into my field. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that, that's where unfollow comes in really handy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, it's also very handy to just not spend a lot of time. I'm to the point now where... I, I literally spend 60 seconds or less when I total it up for the day on social media. And it's basically long enough to go into the notifications and say, yep, read them all. I'm done and move out. Right. <laughs> I'll post something here and there just to be a little bit in touch. Just occasional. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's social media is almost like news in a sense because news has that really strong. I don't like this function to it. And a lot of social media is, I don't like this. So in that sense, there's a similarity that goes on. So yeah, it's a good, good thing to avoid. Being addicted to your phone, there's an addiction for you. No kidding. When I was doing Theta Healing courses in New York City, I couldn't get over how 
as soon as everybody went in the elevator, phones. Walking down the street, phones. Like like sitting, having a cup of coffee, phone. Like everywhere I looked, and just about everyone was on their phone. I'm like, and, and I thought, like, oh my god, I'm doing it too. So once I realized <laughs> it, I was like, I'm not taking my phone out. Just gonna look around, you know. Uh, you know, in the elevator, I was taking my phone out because I I wanted to see if anybody called me because I was in this course and stuff. But mm-hmm. even that, you know, I'm like, well, hold on, let's just chill. I'll do that before I leave. Instead, I'm gonna do that on the elevator. No, or on the bus, right, or on the ferry across the Hudson River. You know? mm-hmm. Do I have to be on my phone? No, I'm, I'd rather just look at whatever there is to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Louise and I were in uh, Starbucks yesterday. We were uh, meeting a potential employee who we actually hired, um, and I was noticing exactly the same thing because you know how it is in a Starbucks. You got everybody's there come in for their coffee or their lattes, or whatever, and they're all sitting around the chairs, and they all have the phones in front of them, and they're all in that position. I'm looking down there, and I'm, I'm moving my thumbs, and I'm doing my stuff on my phone. And I thought to myself, boy, am I glad that the three of us are sitting here actually chatting. None of us had a phone out. You know, we were just talking about gardening because that's obviously what she was being interviewed for. And she was, oh, very enthusiastic person. Really, she's she's a bit higher, I can tell. Um, but her enthusiasm level was so high, you could tell she gets jazzed. She gets in alignment by doing gardening. Yeah, and yeah, every yeah. sense that came out of her mouth reinforced that. She was just... She was just alive with gardening. And boy, yeah. that, that's a, that's such a better conversation than anything you're going to get on social media. But but there's good and bad though because we are so connected. Because mm-hmm. of that. it's like even with the work I do, there's no separation. I have clients in Australia, I have one in Florida, if I have one in England, it makes no difference because it, we're so we have this connection. It's True. Like, oh yeah, yeah, it's all there. I mean, I'm grateful for all of that, right? Yes, and, absolutely. I've met a lot of great people I've never seen in person. Sure. Through Facebook. You and me, we've never actually been in, met yeah, in person. Right, yeah. right. Well, we see each other at least. We do. A little yes. more real. Right, right. <laughs> so, but, so that's all good. But, you know, it's just like, when does it get to that addiction point? And when is Well, it- I, I think there's a clue. We talked about it. It's alignment. If, if you're not feeling in alignment, you're addicted. Because yeah. you're, you're, you're constantly focusing on something that isn't feeding you. That's an addiction. Right. Or maybe it's false feeding you. Or false feeding, sure, yeah. If you go out into nature, it's a whole different kind of feeding. It certainly is. Yeah. 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 That's why the Abraham is right on when they talk about um, the importance of paying attention to what you feel. Because when you're paying attention to that and you're looking only for what feels good, you are aligning. That is the process of aligning. So it, it, it's, it's like the ultimate um, barometer, I guess. Yeah. It's a gauge. Tells us instantly where we're at. Um, so when I came out of meditation, I think it was this morning, and so clearly I just got the message that I always knew, but it's like I heard it new again. Mm-hmm. Is that that all I need to do is just keep stay connected to the light and share that light. Yeah. It's so simple. Because mm-hmm. that that's what really lights me up is to be able to share that light with people. Sure. Um, so. Why get stuck in all the crap that been, that's been going through that I don't even know what it was? <laughs> right? I ask myself that question a lot. I do. And and I think it's part of my process for my own growth of not just identifying the fact that I do focus on stuff too much that I don't really want to focus on, but also having opportunities to remind myself over and over again, you know, I really don't want to be focusing there. Why don't I shift my attention to something else? Now, right. do it, using whatever method works best for me at that moment, why don't you just, just shift to something that feels better? Um, and indeed, I'll, I've even gotten to the point where I'm changing that phrasing. It isn't so much why not. It's wouldn't it be better if I'll, I'll feel better. I know I'll feel better when I change my focus. So I'm going to change my focus right now. now. Just by changing the way I say that, I get myself into a better place. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, just by looking at it, you start softening it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, you, and then you have to not be hard on yourself. Like, all right. So oh, you, tell me about you, it. You fell into the negative thinking for a while. Okay. But you got out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You looking at some of the comments here? Yeah. Well, Jeffrey was talking about some of the cards he was drawing. Looking at the mystery behind the mask. Yeah. Well, that mask is one that we create, isn't it? Everybody has that mask that that they create, and the mystery behind that mask is is the thing that we're in many ways hiding from ourselves. 
Yeah, or afraid to go into. Or afraid to go into, yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's good stuff. Honor instinctual animal selves as a source of creative abundance and order. It's interesting. I, um, animal, uh, animal spirits and so forth is not something I've ever really delved into. I don't know if you've ever done anything with that. But I know that, uh, I mean, certainly Native American cultures will often um, place a heavy emphasis on that. And I, I think, you know what, I, I kind of get the sense those are like the early oracle cards before there were cards. Animal spirit? Yeah. I mean, it, loves animal spirit. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to pull one. Oh, you got an animal spirit card. Okay, that's good. Yeah, let's do that. The other day I had this lime green big dragonfly land on me. Oh, my. And as I said, so my first instinct was, <laughs> <laughs> And I saw it was a dragonfly, and it stayed, it stayed mm-hmm. through my freak out, right? I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to react that way. You're so beautiful. And I started having a conversation with it, um, and it stayed with me for a little while. That was a gift because I, I haven't had them land on me all the time. I, got, I see them in my backyard all the time. Well, Louise loves them. She, she tells a story about how one time she was sitting in the backyard where we used to live, and she was on a lawn chair, you know, the, the extendable type lawn chair, so her feet were up and so forth. And she's reading a book, and a dragonfly lands on her toe and stays there at, for the entire time that she's reading. Wow. It was like a half an hour or something like that, you know. I have one. <laughs> Where is it? Oh, well, yeah, it? there. You have a tattoo. It's hard yeah. to see in that view. No, you can see it from there. Yeah, that's, that's a good view. Um, all right. So let's get an animal spirit card. Okay. Let's see what the animal spirits have to tell us today. Yeah. What are we going to get? Because the animals, they do bring messages, especially when something comes across and you're like, I haven't, I, I never saw that fox before. I don't know, it's the first time I've ever seen a fox, you know, or whatever, right? Well, well, that's why I say for, um, especially for Native American cultures, I think they were like the early, before there were decks, they were the early oracle decks because they, they were able to tap into these messages, yeah. like you say, the animals gave them and without having cards, you know? Bobcat spirit, life okay. mystery. So it's the mystery concept again. We just talked about mystery a moment ago. And it's number eight. Before it was mystery of the mask. Let's see what the mystery of the bobcat is. Okay, number eight. And I will definitely need glasses again. <laughs> some of these decks aren't that bad, but some of them. Okay, so it says, the oracle's message, the bobcat moves furtively and mysteriously. And when Bobcat Spirit appears to you, she brings a powerful reminder that not all things in life can be explained or understood through the power of intellect. Ah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, we, we were stuck, right? Trying to mm-hmm. figure things out. So trying to figure things out, find logical explanations, or predict what will happen based on reasons and facts will not provide you with the certainty and comfort that you seek. I've done a, I've done a video on that, trying, uh-huh. to, trying to figure it all out. A bobcat asks you to trust in the great mystery and let the secrets of the universe reveal themselves to you through direct experience. Allow your vision to slip into soft focus and you will see between the lines and observe what has been hidden there all along. Wow. Mm. Bobcat spirit helps you know intimately the pulse of the divine in the world. Trust in the wisdom and the revelations that come to you, yet know that understanding may not come as you would like it to. Yeah, that's key. That is. What you experience through your heart and intuition, which comes to you as the voice of your inner knowing, will guide you now as you accept that secrecy is woven into the fabric of existence. No matter what, the, the appearance of Bobcat Spirit is a sign letting you, telling you that you're being called to trust even when what is revealed does not agree with your need for intellectual certainty. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's because I don't need to have to, I don't I actually have to need to know how the things work or have to be proven. I, I can just go with it. <laughs> that's, that's a great skill to have. Let me tell you, because I have the other side of that. I know exactly what that other side is like. So good stuff. Well, uh, unfortunately, I just realized, unfortunately, we're kind of at the end of our time here, but I want to make sure I get a little announcement in, which is if you're not yet a subscriber to the podcast, look what you're missing. I mean, it's different every single show for certain, but, uh, Fridays, we, we do a lot with the, uh, the Oracle cards because Linda has like the most amazing collection of cards I've ever seen. 
Um, so feel free to join us, and, and uh, the way to do it is by subscribing. Go to LOAToday.net. Uh, the instructions are right there at the top of the page. You can also find us in all of the major podcast platforms. We're in iTunes. We're in Google Play. We're in Spotify. We're in uh, oh, gee, Pandora. We're, we're in every place you can think of where you might find a podcast. So subscribe in any of those places. But if you can't find us in any of those, which is pretty amazing, just go to LOAToday.net, and you'll be able to subscribe there as well. And feel free to tune in watch us when we live stream on YouTube. Um, just go to YouTube and do a search for LOA Today Podcast Videos. Hit the subscribe button. Be sure you hit the little bell so you get notified whenever we post something. And that way you can see our faces as well as hear our voices. And uh, also, Linda, tell people how they can reach out to Linda Armstrong, the energy life coach, in case they need a little personal help. Sure. Just go to my website, lovemylife.coach. Lots of stuff there. You can always find me on YouTube as well. Just search Linda Armstrong. And you'll see me. Yeah, you really can't miss Linda on YouTube. I mean, she is literally all over the place. So, yeah, if, if you miss, if you can't find Linda, send a, an email to waltonlowaytoday.net, and I will redirect you. But I guarantee you, Linda, I won't be getting any emails because you're so easy to find. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you very much for spending this time. Thank you to our live stream listeners and to our podcast listeners as well. And we will see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone.